What is the one quality that you possess that makes you think that you can walk out here and come into the ring and face the very best in the business? Ruthless aggression. peeps welcome to fretzel mania 88 the honeymoon is over i am reviewing smackdown from september 19th 2002 unforgiven is just three days away and on the podcast side of things it might be delayed because by the time that this episode will come out it'll be october the 7th and that following Wednesday I'm going to be in Toronto for AEW Dynamite at the Coca-Cola Coliseum so if you're over there please say hello it's my first wrestling show I've been to since 2003 so I am very very much looking forward to this so before I get into Smackdown I always like to poke my head in and see what else is going on in the world of wrestling. So on Monday Night Raw, just three days previous to this at the Pepsi Center in Denver, Colorado, a venue that I've been to and seen a Colorado Avalanche game in the year that they finished dead last. And here we are some what, nine years after I went to the game, they won the Stanley Cup. and. Big shout out to uh, my hometown boy, Curtis McDermott, who recently brought the Stanley Cup home to Sobble Beach. So on Monday Night Raw, we had Rico defeating Ric Flair. Rico pinned Ric Flair. That must have been when Triple H... Uh, kind of verbally berated him, and rightfully so, in the locker room, not take anything away from Rico as a performer. But seriously, at this point in time, this guy's like barely a comedy act. Booker T defeated former tag team partner and champion Test, Christian and Lance Storm, the tag team champions, the Un-Americans, defeated the Dudley Boys, represented by Bubba and Spike, to retain the Tag Team Championship. Chris Jericho defeated Rob Van Dam to win the Intercontinental title. Kane defeated William Regal by DQ, more than likely due to interference from the Un-Americans, and Triple H defeated Jeff Hardy to retain the World Heavyweight Championship. Uh, again, we're getting right into uh, Unforgiven coming up very, very soon. But on Velocity, the favorite show of uh, 
my guest last week, Kyle from the Apron Bump podcast. So thank you very much to Kyle for joining me for that historic SmackDown with the commitment ceremony of Billy and Chuck. But as we know now, the honeymoon's over. And on Velocity, the Hurricane defeated Crash Holly, Funaki defeated Albert, Randy Orton defeated Shannon Moore, and in the main event, what other Velocity main event could it be? Tajiri beat Billy Kidman. Meanwhile, at the Impact Zone, or the Fairgrounds Coliseum in Nashville, Tennessee, for NWA TNA pay-per-view number 12, there was a couple of dark match segments here, and uh, some pay-per-view here. It doesn't really tell me what's what, but we had Chris Michaels, no relation to Sean, beat Corey Williams. No, not the Corey Williams of Slipknot, some other guy. Big Bully Douglas defeated Question Mark. Very, very good journalism here, ProWrestlingHistory.com. AJ Styles defeated Kid Cash. Dustin Diamond. Yes, that Dustin Diamond screech from Saved by the Bell KO'd Tiny the Timekeeper in 36 seconds of the first round in a, in parentheses, boxing match. Ace Steel and CM Punk. <laughs> Man, this is uh, so perfectly timed here. Defeated the Naturals, that is Chase Stevens and Cassidy O'Reilly, and the team of Jimmy Rave and Derek Wilde in a triangle tag match when Ace Steel and Chase Stevens. Miss TNA. <sighs> That's still a thing. Bruce. That is, uh, I think that was Queewee in WCW. I might be mistaken. I'm not even going to bother researching why that is because, uh, fuck that. It's transphobic and it is absolutely <clears throat> not age well. We had Chris Harris and Brian Lee a.k.a. Chains, a.k.a. The Underfaker from SummerSlam 1994, won a gauntlet match in 23 minutes. Also featured in this match were Buff Bagwell, Disco Inferno, Jorge Estrada, Scott Hall, R.I.P., Heyo, Ron Harris, B.G. James, Cobain, not that one, Brian Lawler, R.I.P., Joel and Jose Maximo, the SAT, CM Punk, Jimmy Rave, Sonny Siaki, Slash, Ace Steel, James Storm, Six, and Derek Wilde. Yes, Sean Waltman, X-Pac, was recently exiled from the WWE, so he found his way to the Impact Zone at this time. And... We had here James Storm and Chris Harris, yes, America's Most Wanted, defeated Brian Lee and one of the Harris twins to become the inaugural TNA Tag Team Champions, winning the vacant NWA tag titles 
So this might have been AMW won a gauntlet match here, but man, ProWrestlingHistory.com, you're you're dropping the ball. And what didn't drop the ball here was NWA World Champion Ron R-Truth K-Quick K-Crush Killings defeated Jerry Lynn in what could have been, you know what, I imagine that would have been a damn, damn good match. Now on SmackDown, Stephanie McMahon and Eric Bischoff are having their sexual tension-filled feud here, the who's a better GM feud, you know, who's gonna do HLA, who's gonna kiss ass, who's gonna do God God knows what. So on Monday Night Raw, that same Raw that I just said what was going to happen, uh, Eric Bischoff was outsmarted and uh, <clears throat> yeah, outsmarted <laughs> by SmackDown General Manager Stephanie McMahon. He lays down the gauntlet for a Raw versus SmackDown tag team match at Unforgiven. Three minute warning uh, Rosie and Jamal against Billy and Chuck. And they put some stipulations on the line here where if Eric's team wins, three minute warning, Stephanie will have to perform some HLA, some hot lesbian action. But if Stephanie's team wins, then Eric Bischoff is going to have to join a very exclusive McMahon club. That is the Kiss My Ass Club. But Bischoff will have to kiss Stephanie's. And, you know, because it's a, because it's a girl, it's going to be better, right? Because girls' butts don't smell, do they? Whatever. Just interesting turn of events coming up here. So yeah, Unforgiven Review is, uh, it's either going to be the week after you hear this or two weeks after you hear this. It just depends on my schedule. I, I'm review. I'm doing this in September just so I can get some bulk recordings out of the way because, you know, work's still busy and then I'm going to be going to, going to see AEW, which I am so effing pumped for. And it's even better because, you know, our Prime Minister is lifting all the, the border restrictions, so any roster member who didn't, who chose not to get the jab, it could be coming up here. Uh, you know, I'm going to be in a venue where no one's going to have to wear masks, no one's going to have to show proof of vaccination, and it's so damn refreshing. And it feels normal. I've had my two jabs last year, and that's where I'm going to go. So we are not live we're taped from colorado springs colorado another beautiful city in the state whose nickname that i'm forgetting uh zach let me know what that is uh shout out to the zach, to zach by the way hope you're doing well brother kicking off the show we have a mixed tag team match pitting tori wilson and ray mysterio versus nydia and the cruiserweight champion jv noble i then heard a very familiar voice doing the ring announcing and then i looked up and i looked in the ring and i saw him it's justin roberts making his 
debut in the WWE. I didn't know he was this far back. I remember him in WWE CW. I remember him during like the summer of punk era, like the the late aughts. But I didn't know he was this far back. So, of course, I got on the Google machine. And yeah, right here. This is Justin Roberts' debut. He did a lot of the B shows. Like he he must have done every velocity that I ever watched. And I didn't even, you know, think of it because I watched Velocity quite regularly back in the day. You know, it was Saturday night. I was at home. I wasn't out partying. I was maybe at my friend's hockey game and I was back home by like 10 30, 11 at the latest. And that's about when Velocity would come on uh, Spike TV. So, hey, there it is. Justin Roberts. Neat. Of course, we had the cat, the obligatory cat fight opening this contest. Tori, Tori with some really nice chops to the chest of Nydia. And there was a bit here where on Monday Night Raw, Steph was posing as a protester. She too can disguise, but nothing will top like Eric Bischoff friggin' dressing as like Pat Robertson or dressing like every old televangelist of all time. That that was a immaculate, immaculate makeup job. So yeah, Steph posing as some kind of protester. We'll get into this a little bit later in the show. Uh, Nadia did a pretty impressive float over suplex. Tori, you know, knocks Jamie off the apron. There's a lake scissors to the buckle. A pop-up gut buster by Jamie onto Ray, and that was fantastic. Ray with a wheelbarrow bulldog. Nydia has a save. There's a chase around the ring. Noble clotheslines Tori, who breaks the count. Tiger driver to Tori is denied. A Bronco buster onto Nydia by Tori. And then Jamie gets in the corner and says, bring it. I want to be Bronco busted by Tori. He says, I'm not saying that. He said that. I didn't say it. Shut up. And then Ray says, okay, I'll give you one. Boom. But uh, points if you can name what Ray Mysterio called the Bronco Buster in WCW. And only if your name is not Mance Chapel. Because Mance, I know that you reviewed the lighter bit of WCW where the filthy animals were very prevalent on the show. So anyone not named Mance, let me know what Ray Mysterio named it. And then Ray Mysterio won this match with the Code Red. You know, that sunset flip into the powerbomb. And I've only seen him do that move once. It was right here. And then it wound up being his finisher on uh, Raw 2 for the Xbox. The game I played the absolute pants off of back in the day. Backstage, Rey Mysterio... No, not Rey Mysterio. Reverend Devon and Stephanie McMahon argue about Batista. Stephanie says that he wants him on SmackDown, and if not, someone's fired. It's like, you know, he worked for you. He Or something like that. It was arg- arguing about who, De- who <clears throat> Deacon Batista worked for, whether he worked for SmackDown, whether he worked for Reverend Devon. It was a big argument about that. So long story short, uh, yeah, Batista's on Raw. So spoiler alert. 
Haman then says to Steph that he needs to talk. He's worried about Unforgiven, and he's hired extra security. Stephanie's like, you realize that Sarah went into false labor this morning. And he's like, oh, okay. Taker won't be here. That's fine. And then she's like, no, no, no. You misheard me. Sarah was in false labor. She is now out of the hospital. Meaning Undertaker could be on his way here. So keep security close. Then Stephanie McMahon has the aforementioned promo in the ring, answering the challenge laid out by Eric Bischoff. She says that she's impressed with Eric. And then she reminds him and the audience not to screw McMahons or give them NDAs. Then there's a whole bit where Stephanie was posing as a protester for IOW. I didn't research as to what that is. Probably something to do with with women and you know how they're being portrayed by Eric Bischoff, particularly the whole HLA thing. He then calls all these protesters lesbians. He says that their 15 minutes of fame are up. He then trims that down to uh to something else. No, not 15 minutes. Three minutes. Did I hear myself say three minutes? Three minute warning. Uh, they jumped to the ring here, but Billy and Chuck were ready for them. And then they beat down Jamal and Rosie. Bischoff gets kicked in the Bischoffs and challenges Billy and Chuck to a tag team match. I already mentioned what the stipulations are. Billy and Chuck then come to the ring here to set the record straight, so to speak. He says, hey, you know what? After this tag team match, you know, things are kind of a little cloudy. You know, I can either keep tagging with Chuck or I can continue to pursue my solo career. Like that was any good, Billy. And then Chuck's like, so what you're saying is you go both ways. Really leading into the uh, <clears throat> these uh, these gay jokes here, but they all they have to make it known because uh, gay and lesbian groups are rightfully watching WWE very closely at this point in time. They're doing the oh we're cool with gay people, but we're still gonna make you know lightly homophobic jokes about your demographic. Kurt Angle then interrupts here, and oh boy, we get another just. Kurt Angle eating his words here, just spewing out word soup and saying the wrong thing. I swear I must be related to this guy. He just says, you know, when did this turn into a bad episode of Three's Company? He then calls the wedding a bad publicity stunt. Well, no shit, Kurt Angle. It's like, I got publicity of my own. In 1996, not by trying to make out with Carl Lewis but by winning the gold medal with a broken freaking neck. That's how you get publicity. And then Chuck says, hey, what do you think it means when people sing, you suck, you suck? And Kurt's like, if you're implying that I'm gay, I'm not. 
I, I don't have a problem with them. Everyone loves me. The gays love me. I'm freaking adorable. And then he asks one of them to wrestle him tonight. Steph wants them tagging instead so they get a little bit of experience, a little bit of uh, advantage, if you will, going into their three-minute warning, warning match at Unforgiven. And he's like, I'll take with anyone. I'll even let Will and Grace here pick my tag team partner. And Stephanie's like, yeah? Okay. Chris Benoit, who's been kind of his frenemy as of late. They do have a match at Unforgiven this coming weekend. Uh, if I remember right, uh, it is a effing banger. And he's like, that's a hard one to swallow. Wait, 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 wait. No, 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 no. Um, I don't care who I tag with. I'm going to crawl on top of either of you. No, 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 wait, 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 wait. No, 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 no. So he continues to stumble and fumble through his words here, saying the wrong thing, and we go to commercial. Security is refusing to accompany Brock to the ring, and it's like, hey, we're, we're only paid to do this backstage. We're not going out there. And it's like, okay, fine. So Brock is going to the ring for his next match without security knowing that the undertaker is looming in the darkness and i'm going to take a quick non-commercial commercial break right here when we come back we have the first match between brock lesnar and john cena we also have some more fantastic smackdown six tag team action Matt Hardy version one versus the hurricane and Ben Juan angle versus Billy and Chuck. Stay tuned. What is going on everybody? This is King Ricky Rose, your general manager here at wrestle attic radio. And if you have some time on Thursday, each and every Thursday, I want you guys to check out my show, the Kings of the rings podcast, where we cover all the news that has been in the boot inside and outside of the ring from wwe to aew all the way over to new japan and impact wrestling and beyond that's kings of the rings podcast each and every thursday exclusively on wrestle Attic radio this portion of the show is brought to you by our merch store on spring our patreon our discord all the links to this or in the description below. Thank you to Phantomark82 for use of this theme, Stronger Than Fear. Listen to Phantomark82 anywhere. You can get music from Spotify to iTunes, iHeartRadio, you name it. His latest album, Duality, is out now. The WrestleAddict Radio Store on Spring has everything you can think of featuring all of us on the network from the Fretzelmania collection to the YLP collection, the Kings of the Rings collection with each individual member, King Ricky Rose, Willie T, and Agent K themselves, BK Murphy, and of course, Nate DF and Great with the Brace for Impact podcast. We have t-shirts and tank tops and hoodies zip up and pull over tapestries and blankets and yoga mats sports bras ladies track pants 
beer steins, coffee mugs, travel mugs, you name it. So go to our merch store on Spring Patreons. Get 15% off. You get a little code there. Get a little break. And Patreons, I know things are a little bit barren there content-wise, but there's still a lot of great stuff in our back catalog. I'm going to get some Fay Fives going, hopefully by uh, by the holiday season. I'll have some Fay Fives ready for you. And uh, yes, you can go back and still listen to Willie T's Wrestle Wars, My 20 Bell Salute, Fretz's Fave 5, King Ricky's Tales of an Epic Nature, and so much more. Wrestle Addict Radio, The Cure, the Common Wrestling Podcast. Back on SmackDown is the first televised match between Brock Lesnar and John Cena. I imagine this is a match that happened a whole buttload in OVW, but it is here and now, and what fantastic foreshadowing we have to a match that would take place uh, 10 years from now and like 15 years from now. And I think, did they have another one? I don't know. I remember the SummerSlam one where Brock Lesnar just uh, jobbed him out and took him to Suplex City. Uh, Paul, Paul Heyman here is just uh, nervous about The Undertaker showing up. And Brock is toying with Cena throughout uh, throughout the entire match here. We had a stomach lock and, a, and like a roll up into like a German suplex-like pin by Brock. He does, uh, he slaps Cena right in the face. Paul Heyman is telling Brock to finish it off, to go home so we can get out of here. So, you know, Undertaker doesn't come out here and uh, pound the snot out of him. Cena begins to fight back. He goes for a crucifix, but it's reversed into an F5. LOL, Brock wins. Rikishi talks about being shot in 1987. If you see that big old scar on his gut, it's uh, <clears throat> it's about a drive-by. I thought it looked like a stab wound, but you know, he was in a drive-by shooting. I think in California or something here. So he said that he uh, died on the operating table for three minutes. Don't say it, don't say it, don't say it, don't say it, don't say it. And he was put back to life. For a reason, there's a picture of his wife and a very young Jimmy and Jay Uso. There was an Unforgiven Taker promo set to Adrenaline by Gavin Rosedale, uh, the lead singer of Bush. Yeah, Bush was the first album, the first compact disc that I bought with my own money, 16 Stone. In fact, name of an album rings a bell. It has uh, hit songs from Bush that include Machine Head, and Glycerine. Absolute classics of uh, mid-90s alternative grunge rock, whatever music. Los Guerrero's backstage talk about the stink face and the disrespect that, that, it, what, that it is and that Edge has a pretty face that'll never be the same after tonight. You never disrespect Latino heat. Speaking of Los Guerrero's, they have a match next up here against Rikishi and Edge. The burn of the night. Brought to you by Stacker 2. And that was the stink face that Eddie... No, that Chavo gave to Eddie, thinking it was against um against Edge. But nope, nope, nope. 
And SmackDown Tonight is brought to you by Stacker 2. We swear we're not the remnants of IcoPro. Maximum hair color for guys. Vote for the 2002 Babe of the Year. And the JVC Tower of Power. Now with MP3 playback. Oh, man, technology. Remember when you couldn't play like an MP3 disc on a CD player? It had to be like a mixtape on a CD. You couldn't get like 100 MP3s onto a CD. Like, you know, you were downloading music with your friends and then, hey, I want to take some of these songs home, but I want to get more than a mixtape. But man, awesome stuff here. Uh, Eddie sucks, Chance. Working over Edge. The Guerreros are have a hot tag to Rikishi. A double suplex is denied. It's not very effective because Rikishi is huge. And he double suplexes the Guerreros by himself. He backs that ass up into both of them. Eeny, meeny, miny, mo. Who's going to get the stink face mo? It's Chavo. I didn't mean for that to rhyme. Holy shit, I'm awful. Chavo then takes a camera from a ringside cameraman and smashes Rikishi right in the face and they win this match afterwards Edge gets his heat back by spearing Chavito Eddie unprotected chair shot right in Edge's face he's bleeding and man we have uh another match set for Unforgiven and speaking of Unforgiven you can watch it at WWE the world formerly WWF New York with Scotty Too Hotty Yay! Backstage, uh, Stephanie and Eric Bischoff are having a chat via satellite. He asks Eric how your Bischoffs are doing. Uh, they might be doing pretty well because Garrett Bischoff would have been a toddler at this point in time. So, yeah, maybe. And then he says, you know, how low brow for a young lady to go there. He talk about HLA. He starts an HLA chant. How it would look for a McMahon to do that. Whatever. Stephanie McMahon accepts all this stuff here. And uh, yeah, we go into Unforgiven with this weird, weird feud. And it's going to get weirder at Halloween Smackdown. I'm going to let you know that right now. Matt Hardy, version one versus the Hurricane. Man, former friends from Omega Explode. Matt says, you know, I know you're wondering why I asked for this match. You know, I consider you a friend. There is, we want Jeff Chance, really loud ones in the arena here. He no-sells it. It's kind of ironic here because a few years later, uh, SmackDown is going to get very, and Raw are going to get very loud. We want Matt Chance, given his dismissal on how everything wound up with him and Lita and Edge. Man. So you get to wrestle a man who beat The Undertaker last week. Me. Matt, excuse me. Matt won by countout. We then get into the match here. There's a Hurra crossbody, a Hurra chokeslam, a Hurra denied, a Hurra neckbreaker, a Hurra clothesline, a side effect, a low blow, twist of fight, and Matt Hardy. Wins this match. Slapping tornadoes. Not quite typing in keyboards quite yet here. We have the uh, the keyboardless intro to his slap a tornado theme, which is still an absolute banger. 
Paul suggests that him and Brock Lesnar leave. He has nothing to gain by staying here. And then eventually does, because, you know, maybe Undertaker's in the parking lot. They, they've changed their mind for some reason. We then get a rundown of the Unforgiven card. Triple H defends the World Heavyweight Championship against Rob Van Dam. The Un-Americans have an eight-man tag team match between Booker T, Goldust, Kane, and Bubba Ray Dudley. Chris Jericho defends the Intercontinental title against Ric Flair. Molly defends the women's title against Trish. Billy and Chuck versus Three Minute Warning. Benoit versus Kurt Angle. Edge versus Eddie. And the main event for the WWE Undisputed title, Brock Lesnar versus The Undertaker. That's quite a card. And uh, I started watching just a little bit of it. But, oh man, talk about a banger. The Smack of the Night is brought to you by Clearacel. What else could it be but a stink face? Because stink faces give you zits. It is the stink face that Benoit took while he was being held back by Kurt Angle. Now we have Angle and Benoit versus Billy and Chuck. Former SmackDown Tag Champs versus the future SmackDown Tag Team Champions. And man... We have two former kings of the rings in the match in the match here with Billy Gunn and Kurt Angle, but no one's there to really Billy Gunn this match up. Oh wait, yes there is. U.S. gold medalists Rulon Gardner and Kevin Jackson are shown at ringside cheering on Kurt Angle. I didn't even bother to see where they won the gold medals because, no offense, they're American gold medalists, they're not Canadians. And then we have a bit here where Raw Magazine has Kurt Angle dressed up as Uncle Sam. You look so good to me, the underrated banger theme by Billy and Chuck here. And the heat machine here is turned up all the way to 11. Like, that Kevin Dunn must, uh, you know, sat on the switch or something because uh, the pop for Billy and Chuck was on TV here on this taping. Sounded like a New Age Outlaws pop. It was uh, a little popular, a little too popular. Kurt Angle is laughing at Benoit for being worked over by Billy and Chuck here. Hot tag. Not a hot tag, but a hard tag. It was more like a slap to Kurt Angle here. And in this match here, as Billy and Chuck are gaining advantage, uh, yeah, the, the heat machine's being turned up. And these two frenemies, Angle and Benoit, are reluctantly working pretty good together as a unit. We have Suplex City, Alberta by, by Benoit on Billy. The Fame Master is denied, and then Kurt Angle, the German of himself, showing him how it's done. The one and only by Billy Gunn to Kurt Angle. Hot tag to Chuck. Angle slam. Another German suplex to Billy Gunn here, who's eating all the suplexes here. Finally, we have a spot here where... Chuck lands the jungle kick and wins this match. Afterwards, Benoit and Angle are, are arguing. They're fighting. There's giving each other's uh, submission holds here. They're both tapping out to them. And then finally, after all that is over, the Undertaker is here with some weird-sounding new theme that is a little bit of a holdover until the you've done it now theme he's calling out brock lesnar saying he's going to teach him a lesson 
you know, you put your hand on my, 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 on my pregnant wife's womb saying life's a bitch. No, no, dude, payback's a bitch. We're going to have a fight. And for some reason, Matt Hardy tries to interfere in this again. And I'm just thinking that he is about to die. Uh, finally, uh, the cops are stopping The Undertaker from pursuing Brock Lesnar, who escapes into the night. And SmackDown ends right then and there. So you can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Fretzelmania, F-R-E-T-Z-L-E Mania. This podcast is, of course, on WrestleAddict Radio, The Cure. For the Common Wrestling Podcast, listen to Nate the Effin' Great on Brace for Impact every Tuesday, I, b- I believe it is. Every Wednesday night will actually be about two hours from now that I'm recording this. The Kings of the Rings podcast will live stream every Wednesday night at 8 on Twitch, YouTube, and everywhere else. Audio show is out the next day. Fretzelmania Fridays. Of course, with myself. And although he is taking a little bit of a sabbatical, big shout out to Mr. YLP himself. Who, yeah, I hope you are doing well, good brother. So next time I you hear from me will either be a AEW Dynamite Live review or Unforgiven. Depends on how my schedule goes. Keep your stick on the ice, peeps. We'll talk soon.